Welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to discover how traditional business owners are leveraging the power of being a published author to grow their business. Get ready to discover practical and proven ways to enhance your reputation, build trust, and establish authority by authoring your own short, helpful book. On every episode, you'll hear from guest Main Street authors who have successfully authored, published, and leveraged their own book and want you to do the same. Now, here's your host of the Main Street Author Podcast, Mike Capuzzi. Welcome, everybody, to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to inspire local business owners to author, publish, and leverage their own short, helpful books, or shooks as I call them. Today, I'm pleased to be able to have a conversation with a longtime friend, Dr. Alan Leica. Dr. Leica is acknowledged as one of the leading cosmetic dermatologists in the world, having practiced for over three decades, and he's done thousands of surgical treatments, and as of this date, he has written 17 books. Now, most recently, he's transforming his business and has written, or is actually just about ready to publish his latest book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. It's going to be a very interesting conversation to hear how Dr. Leica has gone from being a cosmetic surgeon to now being a public speaker. Alan, welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast. You know, Mike, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. It's always a pleasure to be with you, and it's great to talk to your new audience out there. Uh, you know, book writing is a very important part of it, or should be a very important part of everybody's life. I agree. And obviously, having written 17 books and another one on the way, uh, you are a wholehearted believer in that. Dr. Leica, why don't you tell me a little bit about your past life, if you will, as a top cosmetic sure. surgeon, and then where you are you know, today. Back in the early, sure, back in the early 1990s, uh, healthcare in, in my country, which is Canada, starting to go through a lot of problems. Uh, we were going through a time when where there were huge deficits and uh, healthcare in Canada is largely covered by the government. The only thing that's not covered is cosmetic surgery. So I was well trained in, in regular dermatology. I was trained in, in surgery. I was a great cancer surgeon back in the early 1990s. But I realized that I had to expand my mantle. I had to expand my rubric. And I realized that one of the few ways I could do that was to get a better education. So at that time, I, I got an education from a person by the name of Dan Kennedy. Dan Kennedy is uh, and has been one of the foremost business uh, developers in the world. And I got in touch with Dan, and I became a member of his mastermind clubs for a number of years. And he taught various principles. And one of the basic things he said is every day you need to write. And the best thing you could ever do is to write a book. Now, I, I thought that was kind of vague back then. I mean, this was the early 1990s, and I, I didn't understand the power of writing back then. But I listened to Dan pretty point blankly. So I wrote my first book called Shaping a New Image which was basically about how a cosmetic doctor should be a cosmetic doctor. So I taught other doctors that. But soon after, I started writing dozens and dozens of books for, for patients. And I've, I've developed many of those, I think about 17 of them, to the point that they were printable. And I used these as fulcrum points in my business to basically... Uh, get my patients to come and see me. You know, there are a lot of great doctors out there and, and they do a lot of good work. 
but very few of them really communicate well. And they don't communicate well in the media. They don't communicate well in writing. And they don't write books. So in this day and age, I believe one of the the best things you can do is, is still to differentiate yourself from everybody else is to write a book or a series of books and use them in your businesses to differentiate yourself and also to allow yourself to become the expert in the area. I, I think expertise is something that really needs to be looked at very highly. And nothing differentiates yourself in any area better than writing a book. A book really is, is still the thing that gives you panache. It gives you a, a different image than anything else. I mean, you could do videos, you could do podcasts, you could do um, Facebook Live, you could do all these things. But the number one thing still, and it's been going on for for decades, is to write a book. Now, the hardest thing about writing a book is to write it. And that means uh, to put your, your ass on the seat of a chair and use that time to put things on paper or on a screen and then format it. Now, it's easy to write a book. I, I mean, writing a book is, is very, very easy. What's the book, Mike? Uh, each chapter in a book is about 10 pages, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And how many ideas in that 10 pages? Well, generally three to five, I think. So all you have to do is write two pages on one idea. You write those 10, you do that, and you have a chapter within an hour or two. Now, to put a book together, a book is like 10, 12, 14 chapters. So you do that 10, 12, 14 days in a row, and you literally have a book. Now, that book might not be perfect, and it might not have all the things in it, but it gives you enough to be edited in. And and I've always said, Mike, the, the thing about writing is there's no good writing. No one writes things right off the top of their head. No one writes things in a way that, people will read right away unless you're William Shakespeare, you know, and and I suspect even Shakespeare rewrote his material a number of times, but very, very few of us have that ability that we can just regurgitate and put it in its final format. So what you have to do is be able to rewrite it and edit it. And editing is, is even a more important process than, than writing. And so that means when you edit it, Everybody gets a chance to read it. Everybody gets the opportunity to know what you're saying. And that way it calls in all those people out there that are your customers or the people you want to influence with your book. Then you should format it a bit. You should put on a pretty cover. You should put on a a dramatic title because even in this day and age, we only have a couple of seconds to get somebody's attention. And what I found, uh, I read recently, was a, was an interesting statistic. The average person has an attention span less than that of a goldfish in the year 2019. 
So a goldfish probably has about 12 seconds for an attention span. We have about eight seconds. And guess how many messages are coming at us in a given day? Probably a million. So we got to filter those out. And how do we do that? Well, we're still in the primitive caveman age that we're attracted to something shiny and glistening. And that's a title. So if you have a title that really hits home, it really will uh, make a lot of difference. So a title should say exactly what your book can do for them. And if your title can do that, uh, for example, one of my early books that I wrote when I was a dermatologist was How to Cure Your Acne in 20 Days. Now, that's not a sexy title for you, Mike, or for me, but picture you're a teenage child going through the throes of acne. You've got such bad acne, you won't go to school. You won't interact with your friends. You won't do anything else. Well, think how that would impact a person, okay? What about a title like um, How to Get the New Body You Want Within One Month? Well, I was one of the, the the biggest liposuction surgeons in the world, and I could reshape a body within hours. Now, no doubt we could make their body better in hours, but then the body had to go through a healing phase. So within one month of having that surgery, a person could have a beautiful, gorgeous body that they never had. So I would always undersell and overproduce. So there was something that really captured literally thousands of people. And it was because that book, I would get people coming to me from around the world. They'd literally come to me and want surgery done by me. They'd literally look at what I'd written, what I'd done. They'd go to my webpage for a bit, find out a little bit of information, and they'd want to be there. So over the years that I was a cosmetic dermatologist from the early 1990s to just this year, I had done over 10,000 liposuction surgeries. Okay? Now, your listeners have to realize I live in a city that's Midwest. It's a city called Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, which does not have a big panache, does not have a big – it's not Hollywood. It's not – Uh, the big cities where everybody wants to have the perfect body. But I was able to recruit people from around the globe for that, all because I had written the definitive book on the procedure that people wanted. So what a book does for you, it opens a whole audience. It opens a whole new new mindset. It it basically makes people... uh, want to seek you out. And the whole problem with with marketing in this day and age is people go and try and get a customer. Well, I think that's wrong. I think the customers really should find you because that really has a lot more power than the other way around. If you have the ability for people to literally seek you out and come to you That's where the true power is. And that's what the power of writing a book does. It literally makes you a a different character. You're not a person looking for a business. You're a person that's educating. You're a person that's teaching. You're a person that's, that's literally 
taking the scenario and turning it around. And I've always found in the modern business scenario of the since at least the last 10 years, probably in the last 20 years, you have to give to get that that just asking for business uh, doesn't help. You really have to give something back in order for people to want to attract you. And there's no better gift than knowledge. Knowledge is the number one thing that people want. They want to know your secrets. They want to know what what it is that you can offer them, but they want to know some of the things that you can give them. And by by writing those things in a book, it really gives you that much more credibility. It gives you that much more in the way of being the number one person in your business. And, and that in itself reshapes things. It reframes things. It really makes your world a different place. It really makes people want to seek you out rather than you to go after them. Uh, I, I think for a, a salesperson, the saddest thing in the world is when they try to do cold call sales, where they try to drop in on somebody and get their attention. That must be a very, very lonely life because it really doesn't work well. But if you could get into a scenario where, let's suppose you're selling insurance, and, and you write a book on the seven things everybody must know before they before they buy insurance today. And you literally write a small little book. This could be about 40 pages in length. It's got an intro. It's got a little bit about you. It's got a little bit about other things. And then you start to those seven pearls of wisdom, those seven things that everybody must know before buying insurance. Well, think how that changes the situation from going out there and saying, uh, hey, you want to buy some insurance? <laughs> doesn't, doesn't that make it that much better? Doesn't that make it an easier sell? Doesn't it make something different about you than the, the masses of people out there that are trying to sell their wares? So I, I think that's the power of writing and the power of books, Mike. And I, I'm sure you've got some other questions to, to ask me as I've been giving this soliloquy, but I think I, I've captured a lot about why it's so important to be an author today. And I think what's interesting, Dr. Leica, is that in your previous life, because as you mentioned, you've recently sold your practice, you identified several different topical opportunities with what you do. Can you go into a little bit more elaboration on that? You know, the acne, the liposuction, you, sure, sure. Let's go you, through that first of all, because because every everybody has wants and needs, and when you're looking at things, in my area, I looked at the wants that people wanted. Okay, so you know, one of the biggest uh, cosmetic procedures that came out in the beginning of my practice was Botox. Okay, and Botox was a wrinkle treatment. Now most people got it wrong, saying. Um, You've got to concentrate on Botox. Well, that's not what people wanted. People wanted to look younger. They wanted their skin to look better. And they wanted to be wrinkle-free. Okay? So Botox gave the element of being wrinkle-free. So 
when I wrote bo books on what people wanted, I wrote books on how to uh, look younger, how to have the looks you like, how to be, how to uh, walk into a room and turn people's heads. Those would be the titles of the books that I'd write. And then I'd write through the things that I could do for them. I'd tell them the things that basically would be important for them. And so those would be uh, what I'd say uh, showstoppers. Those would be things that people would, would want to do. So as I said, nobody wanted Botox. Nobody wanted uh, materials that we put in the face called fillers. What they wanted was the results of it. They wanted the, the, the benefits, so to speak, Mike. They wanted to know what you could do for them. Now, there's a lot of people in this world that have brown spots on their face that they hate, okay? Uh, you know, a lot of people of color really have these ugly brown areas, and they want to go rid or get rid of them and have a normal skin color. Well, we wrote books on that. Other people had red spots on their face that they hated. So we wrote down how to get rid of the ugly red spots on your face within the next 20 days. And so we then go through a book and teach them all the techniques to do that. And I tell them all the things that we do that. So at the end of it, there was usually a call to action saying, if you'd like more information, kindly contact our office. And they would come in and certainly that's where the sales would be made when they came into the office. But the point thing is these were like hooks out there fishing. And let me explain one of the best ways to go fishing in the world, Michael, that was a concept that I developed many, many years ago. It was called the Hawaiian fishing method. Okay. Now, what, what do I mean by that? Well, back in the early 1990s, I was walking on the beach uh, early in the morning because I love to walk on the beach. And I saw this fisherman drive up with this amazing truck. It had all the bells and whistles that you can imagine. It had chrome. It had floodlights. It had everything you can imagine. Now, this guy got out of his truck. He took all the fishing rods out of the back. He literally threw the, uh, the, the line into the water with bait on it. And then he, was, uh, he got back into the truck to leave. And I said, you know, there's got to be a story here. I don't quite understand what this Hawaiian fisherman's doing. And, and I, I said, hi, I'm, I'm a doctor from Canada. Do you mind telling me what you're doing? And he said, you know, I love, uh, I, I love the results of fishing. I love the benefits of it, but I hate to fish. But by having all these lines out here today, at the end of the day, I'm going to have 20 fish. I'm going to have fish that I can sell to all the restaurants in the, in the town. And he said, everything I own is the result of this fishing. Everything I own is the result of going out there and letting all these fishing hooks do it. So at the end of the day, I'll come back. I'll harvest all my fish. I'll take them all to the fish stop. But guess what I can do all day? I can go surfing, I can go have a nap, I can do anything I want, but I don't have to fish, which I hate doing. So this guy had realized, and, and the way I want to bring that back to books is if you put books out every place that people can trip over them, everybody place people can see them, everybody, those are your fishing hooks. They will catch you your bait 
they will catch you your your fish with the bait. This is your bait. This is what they do, and you'll get the benefits of them over and over and over again. The Hawaiian fishing method using books. I love it. I love it, and it's it's so true because I always say once you have a book out there and hopefully eventually multiple books they're working for you 24 hours a day seven days a week if you're leveraging them correctly uh, so it's not like you know you have to be doing something they get out there you put them online you put them into other people's business you put them in your business so it is definitely one of the important benefits of having a real printed book which Dr. Leica, the books that you created for your practice, were these all printed books? Were some of them all digital you know, books? I, 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 yeah, back then, digital was still primitive, but I think right now, still in this day and age, a printed book yeah. is worth about a thousand times more what a digital book is. For something to have value, it's got to take up shelf space. It's got to be something you got to touch, you got to feel, you got to smell. And I, I think a printed book is is really that much better than anything else. Now, the benefit of this day and age, there's something called printing on demand. So you don't have to print a thousand books all at once and take up all the space in your garage. Right now, you can print 10 books. You can print five books. Yep. You can print just what you need for your month. So you don't have to have a high investment in inventory. You don't need a lot there. You basically just need to have the, the files and things like that. Now, I, I must emphasize, though, you must keep those files golden. And, you know, every hard drive is going to crash. Every computer is going to crash. So you must keep these in several locations because they're your gold. They're your product. And you must keep them in several places so that you don't destroy them. If you destroy them, then, then you have a problem. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's also interesting, Dr. Leica, in that you – were a prolific author when you were practicing uh, dermatology and now well let me tell you my first book let me tell you my first book just for a minute i was being sued in my early days by some patient that didn't like what i was doing and i eventually won the law case and so on but i'd get up in the middle of the night i couldn't sleep Mm -hmm. so i said how am i going to channel this energy and make it productive for me so i wrote my first several books that way so it was it was something that I wasn't sleeping anyhow. I might as well do something with it rather than waste that time and, and so on with it. So I knew the power of, of, of writing then was it was very important. Hmm. That, that's uh, that's there's some interesting advice there. But uh, well, what I was going to say was you were prolific when you were practicing. You have now sold your practice and you're, you're, you're in a new chapter in your life. And I find it interesting. One of the first things you are doing is publishing a new book relative to this new chapter. So why don't you share a little bit about what you're doing today and a little bit about the book that you're currently working on? Okay. Well, let me talk about that. Well, during my life, I had a bit of a a catastrophe or a disaster that went on. I was told back early in my career that I had ALS, uh, chronic, uh, you know, Lou Gehrig's disease, and then I'd be dead within six months. Okay, and that was way back in 2003. Thank goodness the diagnosis wasn't correct, and I had to, uh, I, I actually lived through that catastrophe. Now, when you're near the end, Mike, as you know, what happens is you start looking for answers. You start looking for how to solve your crisis and how how you can really come to grips with it. 
And after much searching, after much dual, I found a person that could help me with it. And I was found to have chronic Lyme's disease, uh, and which was, which is treatable. Now, the good news with that is that, you know, I have a chronic disease that I live with. My right arm doesn't work right. My right leg doesn't work right. But I was able to, to be one of the best cosmetic surgeons in the world for over two decades, despite the fact that I had a disability. Now, the good news about that is when you have a problem like this, you also, you, you could either be destroyed by it, you can turn into the Grinch that stole Christmas, or you could turn into something really nasty. But you could also use it as a seed for growth. And as a result of this, I was able to find the secrets of living a fantastic life. And I was able to find 20 golden pearls that I've written into a new book. Uh, the new book I call The Secrets of Living a Fantastic Life, Discover the Golden Pearls Within. And I'm sure it's destined to be a bestseller because it's got things in there that I can teach people how to have a fantastic life without having to go through the problem that I did. For example, one of the pearls I have is is laughter. Now, I, I think one of the things we all have to do, Mike, is laugh more and be happier all the time because we've we've uh, we've developed a dour continence. We've developed a way of looking at things in a very nasty way. I don't think the the year 2020 is as friendly as it was 20 or 30 years ago. And I think people need to laugh and, and live it up. So this is why I, this is my new mission. I'm a public speaker. I have uh, found new energy. I'm basically teaching people how to live a better life and going on and 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 basically being prolific in my new life as well. It's interesting to see the progress and the evolution and the fact that all these years later, you're still tapping into the power of a printed book. And I'm sure there's going to be more coming even in the future. So it'll be great to hear about those. You know, in, the, in this next year, I already have three books. On there you go. So, uh, within, within the next few days, I'll be uh, totally getting into the new books there. That's great. Well, Dr. Lecca, as we get ready to wrap up our conversation, a couple just some final thoughts. I mean, what do you want someone who's listening to this podcast and your journey and your experience as an author, what would you like them to take away? You know, I think everybody should think about writing. They need to do it right now. They shouldn't wait. And I think they really need to develop it to the right now. I, I was just recent. I was just interviewed on a podcast uh, earlier today, and the uh, the host asked me the same question, and my, it was my answer was the same, Doctor Leica. It was, why wait? If you have something important to share with the world, why wait? Because you're just you know the people your your potential readers want it, and by you delaying it, it's it's you know really it's a detriment to all. So I, I love your yeah. advice. Well, Dr. Laika, I appreciate your time today. I appreciate uh, our friendship over the years. And uh, I, you know, you, you shared a lot of interesting and sage advice. So thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. Have a great day. You've just listened to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author Podcast. If you've been on the fence about writing your own book, there's no better time than now to become a Main Street Author. To learn more, visit MainStreetAuthor.com. That's MainStreetAuthor.com. 
And while you're there, schedule a complimentary strategy session with Mike to discuss your book ideas. See you next time. And remember, you can do this.